Hello, all those uh, 90 Day fans out there. This is 90 Day Soiree, your mid-brow view into the 90 Day Fiancé world. My name is Brandon. I'm also joined by Mr. Todd. Mr. Todd. Kristen. Hello there. Paula. Hi. Keisha. Cheers! And that's the crew. So while just sit back, relax, and enjoy the soiree, won't you? Nice. You I will. Figu- that was fine. You Whoa. figured that was out the timing. Well done. Right? That was beautiful. Wow. It's and a real professional setup now. You've made it. I, uh, I turned off wow. the whole like auto repeat thing. Oh, that's... Wow. That's I smart. thought you had a live band <laughs> playing you. Yeah. What, wait. <laughs> So this is a cheap kind of podcast. I get it. This is we're 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 working our way up to that two star review. Hey, do not pressure Mrs. KLM or whatever. RLS. Get her name right. RL Stein's wife. So I got excited. I know it sounds kind of silly, but like we had our first comment from a non-family member. On uh, on the show, like for the first like random person that was recruited, a stranger, Yay. and is now a, a possible fan of the show. Awesome. I don't think any of my family listens to this. No, your family doesn't understand why we're doing this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Her dad is still just daydreaming about Ramon, the engineer that he wanted <laughs> Paula to date. Um, all right, so on our plate, we have the latest episode of Happily Ever After, and Todd, I believe uh, you have a summary for us. Yes, I, uh, this summary is brought to you by the Internet Movie Database.com. This is Season 5, Episode 6 of Happily Ever After. The title is Ultimatums and Ugly Truths. Now, this is not a quote. Paula, you said last week... That all of these episodes are titled mm. after a quote. This cannot, there is at no point does anybody on the show say ultimatums and You're ugly right. truths. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. this one's not a quote. Todd's no. out hot fire There's, at the gate. Paula. That's right. The uh, Paula, I got you in my crosshairs. All right. Yeah, You're no, going I, down. I deserve it. In this episode. The intern, right, here we the go. intern heard us and he was like, God, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta change it up. All right. Here's the summary Tensions run high when Angela meets Michael's friends. For like a, a half second. of a second. And then she, anyway, <laughs> Colt is torn between his mom and his girlfriend. I like the commentary. It, it can't wait. It can't wait. Two it can't minutes. wait. Okay, I'm sorry. Colt is torn between his mom and his girlfriend. <sighs> What's new? Cultures clash when Andre's family challenges Elizabeth's role as head of. Ah, they started. Uh, 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 yeah, that was... I have an ellipsis. I don't know what happens in the episode now because they are shortening Wait, the description. As head of household, oh. uh, semicolon, Larissa is given an ultimatum. Thank you. Now I know that I should now click through to see, to read full summary. <laughs> thank you for the usability <laughs> lesson <laughs> on internetmoviedatabase.com. Keisha, thank you. Are you using Internet Explorer again? Is that why you can't see I it? I am. IE6. All right, who are we starting with? Is IE six the famously most flawed browser? Yes, ever. Yes, <gasps> that's so funny. This I don't even know what job, that is. So I could tell you about it for hours, but we don't need to do. Please this. Please don't. It's just like an internal joke because everything 
breaks on IE6. The entire web design industry had to deal with this broken browser for like a decade and it cost everybody so much money to build websites around it forever. And thankfully, like three or four years ago, they finally killed it. But didn't it bring you guys all closer together in the end? <laughs> <laughs> it was the journey, not the destination. That's like, right. This is all a, a part of Bill Gates' master plan for us. Mm-hmm. Step one, IE6. Step two, um, implant the chips in our heads. Mm-hmm. Step three, vaccination mm-hmm. for the and then virus. mosquito disease, and then I am. Else. I'll tell you this: I am on board with Bill Gates's chip if it means I can store data in it. Like I don't have to find a like. Basically, I don't have to buy a new USB stick from Amazon every time I need one because I've lost the last one. Why oh, okay. There? Hold on. I thought you meant like store data from your brain so that you don't have to remember things on your. That own. would actually be very helpful because Brandon has a memory of Dory from Nemo. <laughs> it's pretty bad. That's her. He doesn't remember most of our relationship. It's hurtful. It's, it's like, awesome. what day is it? It's like, did you mean your wedding anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of an anniversary, uh, Angela and Michael, I think, uh, did they celebrate an anniversary in this episode? Or am I making that up? It's been two days since she has screamed at him and thrown cake in his face. <laughs> so that's, Huge that's milestone enough. for them. I will say that it it is nice, just like a f- breath of fresh air to see Angela away from doctors. At least we get to like forget about Back that. Back in her, yeah. like her element, her element, her <laughs> element, which is screaming at the top of her lungs at this poor soul who is simply okay. So is that he who we're takes starting her? With? Yeah, I was gonna say, is it Angela and Michael is who we're starting with? Oh yeah, yeah, we're start that, with that, that's that's what we're doing. We're having <laughs> okay. Well, you didn't I announce br- it. You I did announce it when I said I believe Angela and Michael, and then we started talking about it Fine. no one else got the announcement i didn't know i didn't know (laughs) thank you no we're starting with uh muhammad and uh danielle paula Mm. (laughs) wife sorry todd you were saying so the recap is michael takes angela to meet up with some of his expat friends i guess some or all of them have dual citizenship in nigeria in the u.s and like this is a good group. This is an important group of people for him to talk to to understand what he's getting into moving to the U.S., particularly as a black man. Yeah. And she sits down, like not even half a beat later. Thank you so much. I'm out of here. And and actually shakes their hand, which is like at least she did that and didn't like you know storm off. Mm-hmm. But she clearly it's the whole thing about Michael shouldn't be talking to any other woman for any reason even if it's like hey I'm scared about moving to a new country and I want to talk to people about what that's about and then she goes on this other weird like kind of sidebar about I don't need anybody telling me what's going on in my country I think you need somebody to tell you the black perspective of what's happening in the United States that might actually be a really good thing for you to learn about since you you could probably use some perspective I was okay. This is might be stupid. I was confused when she said my country. I was like, is she talking about the United States or because she's in Nigeria, she has now claimed Nigeria as her country? Ooh. So I was like, talk about appropriation. I was like, but you don't know anything about Nigeria. So why are you saying Mike? You know, it's like I felt weird because I was like the same like response I have when people are like, 
um you know how like it's like one of those people and it's like what do you mean one of those people so when she's like what my country i'm like what do you mean my country like which one Hmm. yeah angela you're not president of any country (laughs) like it's not you know i i don't know i i thought this was a reach i don't know if it was, was lazy drama or if this maybe just hit a particular insecurity of hers, but well, this yeah. is a person that forbids him from leaving his house. Basically, didn't he like he doesn't work because she wants him available to her twenty four seven? Yes, and every time and he has to wake up in the middle of the night to yeah, answer her phone calls. Yeah, in past seasons, if he's just in the same area or room as just a random woman, he, she loses her shit. That's right. So they get if there's there, a photo of him. Like yeah. on a boat with a friend, with a male friend, and there's a woman in the background. Oh, mm-hmm. goodness, run. Yeah. So they get there, and it's just three gorgeous young ladies just sitting there. And she's like, oh, no, this is clearly an insecurity. Yeah. I think it didn't um, help that there was three of them versus just one. I think if there was one one woman and a guy, and the guy and they were together, yeah. that would be well, less threatening. there was a guy on the way. Yeah, the guy was late. Too late, guy. Yeah. You got to be there when she said. That's right. <laughs> you ruined the moment. <laughs> it was you so screwed it up awkward. For everybody. They just sat down, gave each other weird looks, and she just got up, and <laughs> shook their hands, and left. It's like what? That is a uh, risky timing. When Paula was leaving the United States for an extended period of time, I had like a going away surprise party for her, but it's oh, yeah. that's very risky because no one showed up on time. Oof. So then, like, when one person she knew was at the same bar, I was yeah. like, okay, do I pretend like this is a coincidence or do I, am I like, surprise? <laughs> Eventually, like, you know, a lot of people showed up, but it was like 45 minutes Wait. after. Yeah, we were at a bar. Who and are I was, these people? Yeah, we were at a bar. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. And it's like, oh, look, so-and-so is here. Hi. And then just, like, more people started showing up. And I was like, Wait. What's happening? Is this like a slow surprise party? <laughs> it, it, that's what yeah. it is. It was a slow surprise party. You immediately stopped talking with all of these so-called friends, right? For showing up late <laughs> to a surprise party? Yeah, I shook their hands and left. Stormed out. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so bizarre and... I, I'm so glad that we got a reminder after a few episodes of like seeing the softer side of Angela... Yeah, I'm so glad that we got a reminder of like, okay, that's right. This is why we don't like her. <laughs> yeah, they're really this season. They're really playing around with the peaks and valleys. I think of everybody's personalities. They're kind of, which is worrisome for a few couples that we seem to hold in very high regard. Um, you wonder how long that's going to last, but we're seeing it with Angela in this episode, right? Do you think? Oh, okay, yeah. here she is. Do you think when they're pitching this season, it's like, you know, when they pitch different shows or projects, it's like the theme is magic. Is it like for this <laughs> season, it's like the theme is let's fuck with what everyone thinks these people actually are like. Let's show the good side and then the bad side, but then let's make them mm-hmm. love them and make them hate them again. Because I, I think there is this like this theme that I'm seeing across the board of like Angela and Michael and then Sinjin and Tanya where mm. kind of the roles kind of switched a little bit where you kind of felt bad for Sinjin before and now you're like, dude, get your life together. And so it's yeah. like, what is, what are we seeing? I'm waiting for everyone else's like opportunity to flip and when am I going to hate other people and then like others at the same time? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I wonder what the overall story arc is like. Because apparently the way it works is you have a field producer which works with the couples themselves during the interviews. And then the story producer that is with the editors at home base that gets the raw footage. That is crafting the story with the editors of the footage they have. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's going through that hours and hours. So how much of it is, hey, should we stick to the story we thought we were going to tell? Or, hey, this is what we have. This is, I think, what we should go with. Like, be interesting to be able to get one of the editors or story producers here one day. Yeah, for sure. So it took literally a day for Angela and Michael to be shouting at each other again. And it kind of sucks because they started... Like, kind of sweet. She wakes up and she shows Michael the two suits that she got her. Michael's a white suit, one and a purple one. Suit. Those suits were awesome. Oh. And he's so happy awesome. and, like, doing a happy dance. And it's all sweet. And then, like usual, <laughs> it all goes to shit. Can I tell you, if we would have a budget, I would have spent some of it on getting that exact suit oh God, to wear don't. for this yeah. dream. So I would, you guys would just showed up and I'd be wearing my purple suit. <laughs> Take it to the Moldova tour. The Moldova door. <laughs> I love the paisley vest. Yeah. That, that was the best <laughs> part. That was very, yeah. very good. He's going to look amazing. He is. That's a suit. But this is not sustainable. This level of jealousy is no. borderline insanity. It's exhausting. And Michael looks exhausted. He looks embarrassed, and I get it. Yeah, he just got embarrassed in front of like three or four, apparently somebody else was coming of his friends that he relies on to explain to him like this is what you need to know yeah it was confusing yeah. to me did did michael tell angela beforehand hey we're gonna go meet these people that are gonna tell us how life is in georgia for a black person or was it just we're gonna go meet my friends it wasn't really clear at least not to me michael had said there was a guy i think she, he only said there was a guy he didn't say anything about the women and that's why she freaked out but they even cut to some, I don't know if it's from a previous episode or it was like from a previous footage. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he meets them for the first time and they're telling Michael about life and the U.S. as a black person. Yep, that like segregation still exists in some areas. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's like disgusting and mm-hmm. embarrassing, but also he needs to know that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Needs- yeah, that's important information for him to have if he's going to move there. We see Angela's bra like hanging from the, headboard of the bed and she just wakes up and it's like all cute mm-hmm. um and then they end up fighting and then after she's done like screaming like manic screaming at him she gets a call from skyla her daughter that her mom is uh. like showing dementia and like it's back to like reality i guess and that yeah. kind of stops the fight it's sad like let's let's make like a T chart of this relationship for Michael. Like pros on one side, cons on the other, right? You want to do like a SWOT analysis? Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> let's do a SWOT analysis. Let's okay. No, that's a little. That'll take the whole episode. Uh, so uh, you're speaking my language, though. I love it. Um, on the pro side, he loves her. Okay, that's big. That's powerful. Allegedly. On the con side, she just won't ever let him speak to another woman as long as he lives. Yeah, for like no reason. For for no reason. And his family demands that he have a child. There's a lot going on there to unpack like health-wise for her, but she's not going to have a child, which means, means that according to his 50s. culture, 
he's going to have to have another wife or at least have a child with somebody else that then is, I guess, is kind of like handed off to him. And then she has to raise this yeah. child as her own. I don't, she doesn't seem to be a stranger to adoption. That, and that's awesome. But this is just not like do the numbers, you know, it's just mm-hmm. not going to work. You're, you're going to be eaten alive with jealousy. Was it last week that, that we talked about bra storage? Yes. Was it? Okay. I can't get over the amount of bra yeah, storage put that. Wallet, phone, keys, cigarettes. Yeah. Snacks. She doesn't need a purse. Anything Wedding that goes cake. in a purse. <laughs> <laughs> Mariachi band for, <laughs> for reception entertainment. She's got the whole wedding in there. It's covered. We had a mariachi band at our uh, rehearsal dinner. Yeah. When we got married and uh, we had a lot of Americans in. And I remember thinking, man, I hope none of them are racist. Because if they are, <laughs> that was a test. they'll really that enjoy this. Spe- speaking of racist, can I, Paula, can I ask <laughs> a potentially offensive question? Yeah, go ahead. In Mexico, are mariachi bands just called bands? <laughs> no. no. Okay. <laughs> it is a distinct thing within Mexico. Yeah, there's we a have rock bands, okay. ska bands, punk bands, whatever. <laughs> you see a flyer forming band, you get yeah. there, it's just a bunch of mariachi. I need that like, giant ah! acoustic bass that you have to hold, like, you don't know, whatever. Look it up. <laughs> okay. No, I get it. I, I'm sure our, You know our the musical... giant acoustic bass they have to hold yeah. sideways and pluck? I'm yeah. with They're you. fun. Yeah. The only yeah. reason I got them was because there were Americans coming, and I was like, let's make this as cliche as possible. <laughs> hey, man. And I got a mariachi band, because otherwise I'm like, oh, I'm a mariachi band. I don't... The band, our wedding band, actually did not listen to anything we said. We were like, we don't want the band while people are eating. We want to keep the cellist that was doing the movie themes, because it was really freaking cool. Yeah. Whoa, but they were like, really? no, no, you'll have the band. And we're like, all movie right. movie themes? Yeah, we did. Like, so when people were coming into the reception, there was a cellist and a violinist, and they were playing movie themes. That like, was really Game, cool. of, they did Game so of Thrones, oh, cool. Pirates of the Caribbean, um, like all my my favorite Harry Potter, like all these great themes to hear on string instruments. And I was like, well, I want that while people are also eating. But like, we had no say in the matter, even though it was our wedding. It's all run by the wedding planner, apparently. Mm. I know he was really annoying. He's really annoying, and he's like, no, no, this is the best the best band in Monterey, wedding band in Monterey. So they put them on and I'm like, all right, well, can you play like the, the song um, from Hamilton? What's the song in the first act with, um, wait for it. It's a fantastic wait song. For it, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah. It's not a rap. It's, just, it's, it's a really pretty song. Did not listen to that. They ended up playing a cover of Creep <laughs> by Radiohead. <laughs> well, wait, at your wedding? I was going to say TLC. In a wedding. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I was like, I remember like we're just sitting there at our table. And I'm like, Paul, is that creep by Radiohead? That's very, very weird. But what are you gonna do? It's your wedding. You have no control over it. You already paid them. Were did you uh, insist on having hamburgers on the menu for your family? Uh, uh, no. Oh, yeah, that's Americans a call forward. Call yeah, forward. No, no, it was it was a lot of a fried uh, chicken. Let's do that. No, there was no fried Let's chicken. do it. You just that was a great segue. All right. So let's talk about <laughs> Beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Andre. Andre. Uh, that Why dude. the rudeness, Andre? <sighs> that, he's Man, just such he's a being baby. Too much. 
he's being too much. We start with them. They're going to check out venues for their wedding. I was like really impressed. Libby's like talking in Romanian with her father-in-law. I'm like, nice. Mm -hmm. Anyways, they go to the first spot and it's a casino at a strip mall. Nope. I feel like that's all you need to know. Your wedding at a casino in a strip mall. No. And they get there and like they can't taste the food. They have to look at photos of the food. I'm sorry. The chef isn't here. Here are some photos. Yeah, here's a photo <laughs> album a of the food. Venue. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, no, that's not going to fly. And that's when she brings up that she's concerned about the food looking weird and about her family not wanting to eat the food. Legit. And Andre is like, there's a McDonald's next door, which actually made me laugh. Well, on one hand, Elizabeth family, they're just the guests mm-hmm. of a wedding. Yes. On the other hand, in this case, the guests are also paying for the wedding. <laughs> yes. So, Which means they should be able to eat the food because you know the dad is thinking, I paid for this whole fucking thing and there's yeah. nothing for me to eat mm-hmm. except rabbit and like some, <laughs> yeah. some weird cold cuts. Mm-hmm. I get that. But she's like, can they make hamburgers or fried chicken? Like, really? They, they can't eat fucking rice and like some other chicken and vegetables or whatever hamburgers or fried chicken so how That's has anybody here been to eastern cliche Europe? no so kristen and i have been to hungary and you have to kind of like go into that experience thinking all right there's going to be like cold cuts a lot of cold cuts mm. a lot of open yeah. face sandwiches with mayonnaise and cold cuts and that's and like fish things like fish stew and that kind of stuff. But you have to go into that environment knowing there are some things that, that might not be my favorite thing to eat, but I'm in this country and I just need to accept it. And I think that that family, like Moldova is an unusual choice for people who have never left the United States. Definitely. Yeah. I I would start at like Disney Paris. (laughs) Okay. But, and that's a good one. But like an actual first step for most U.S. Americans would be Canada or Mexico. Let's be real, right? Mm -hmm. And Canada is like, it is a distinct country with a distinct culture. I'm saying this for our friend who is listening, who's from Canada, but it is distinct, (laughs) but it's not like strange, right? To like an American palate or or whatever. But they have the fries with gravy Oh, it's delicious. With gravy and delicious gravy. It's a better kind of fries. Mm -hmm. They have better fries in Canada. It's good. So good. Or Mexico. Or or if you want to go across the pond, you go to England. Mm -hmm. And England is like, it's the United States, but they say a couple, they have chips instead of fries. With accents. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh, cheerio. Like, that's, that's usually the first trip. Yeah. Right. Even even Paris, like half the people you interact with there are going to speak perfect English. A hundred percent of people in Paris speak English. Fifty percent are willing to deal with you. <laughs> yeah, true. Right. True. So Moldova is like you've picked a that's a difficult choice, not because it's bad or they, you know, they say it's cor- in the show. They're trying to make this argument that it's somehow corrupt or dangerous or whatever. I don't know about any of that. Which is hilarious because, again, look at the current state of the country. Just right? Saying. Yes. I kind of so. feel like that might be a better place to hang out right now. But mm-hmm. yeah. like Moldova is, that it, it, there will be culture shock. And it's going to be culture shock in that very white, like European descended way where this is still a white culture, but like the food is 
definitely different and the language Mm -hmm. is different and nobody speaks English and deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to be hard for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and she kind of spends the entire episode just, I guess, preparing Andre's family for her family's arrival. Like, I'm worried they're going to be rude. I'm worried they're going to be too much and they're going to disrespect the family. Well, after we see them leave that kind of nightmare of a first impression, and I don't know if that was intentional or not, like we're going to show you the shitty, the shittiest place in Moldova, (laughs) they have like a pretty heated argument. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like in front of the cameras during their talking head interviews. And like, I got like a little, like, I mean, even my heart jumped a bit. It was... Yeah. It was awkward. He was 100% an asshole. Yeah, he just doesn't 100%. let her talk. No. What's up with that? His family's not yeah. like that. Why is he like this? He was being weirdly defensive of that venue when really it's it's a choice that they need to make together. Mm-hmm. There's no reason yeah. for you to go every single place you go to and you're like, well, this is perfect. This is great. Just be honest. It's yeah. like it, yeah. you don't need to defend it just because it's in Moldova. In Moldova. It's okay. Yeah, and it's not a reflection on Moldova. There are plenty of wedding venues in the United States that look like that or look worse. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has any had anything to do with the wedding venues. I think it all was building up of like his manhood being kind of ignored when he was in America. And he really couldn't say much outside of getting her to get his her dad to pay for the wedding. But it's mm. like back in Moldova, it's his territory, it's his friends. She can say whatever she wants. And literally won't be heard. Exactly. If he says, oh, she's lying, he's not, she's not going to know that he's saying that. And no one, all of his friends are obviously going to take his side. Or if they, if, she, they, if they do say like, oh, well, you know, you're not doing enough when you're in America, you don't have a job or whatever. He's going to be like, well, you know, in Moldova, she doesn't do, you know, compared to Moldovan women, she's not doing this she's not doing that and they're going to believe him over her every single time of course and she makes a point like multiple times in this episode she makes some comment or asks some question about like are you translating properly mm-hmm. and he's not he's absolutely not because we can read the subtitles that's right he's not now it, it could be that his his you know being a translator is a, is a very specific skill and so it might actually yeah. just be a shortcoming of his ability to translate but still, it's, I mean, the subtleties are lost. Or it's he's, just what he wants to listen. I or guess. that. Yeah, it, yes. it seems like he's thinking, like, they, I, I noticed they purposely edited a few of the translation moments to show him thinking a little bit. Yeah. And it was mm. almost like he was like, mm, how can I kind of tweak this yeah. to be in my favor? Yeah, that's the thing. He twists everything on his favor. That's right? why I liked last season. I think we had a comment from his dad that was like, you guys know how my son is. And it's like, that's what I want to see more from his family. Like, I want more acknowledgement that this isn't a Moldovan thing. This is a Adriana, whatever, Adrius. Adrian. Well, Adrius. we do see, though, a little bit from the brother, the sister-in-law, and like the family, they start kind of like siding with him about, you know, he's the man of the house mm-hmm. and... Teach her that she yeah, needs to him, listen to him her. more. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I want to see. I I'm hoping someone will side with her and be like, I don't think no. her fa- I don't think his family's gonna side with her. So I want to talk about her family a, a little bit because there's a lot of stuff on like Reddit and all the memes and whatever about how because the sneak preview has already aired. I haven't seen it, but there's like he shows up wearing like a USA hat, which is just like, dude, just like, don't 
maybe. You know, yeah. you can be proud of where you're from, but you like it that's it's tacky. I guess it's not wrong, it's just tacky. So a lot of these people on Reddit are like, oh, he's like kind of this like MAGA, you know, mm-hmm. conservative American. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, let's, for the sake of argument, let's say that he is. But this is, it is, it, it's going to be really hard for them to get past the fact that this is an unusual choice for their first venture out of the U.S. There's going to be a lot of stuff to them that's going to feel really strange. I think for people like, uh, this is going to, there's no nice way to say this. For people like them, their first venture out of the United States that is like culturally significant, that that they'll learn from, should probably be something like England or France, right? Like or just, like a, an all-inclusive cruise to the Bahamas. <laughs> but, well, I didn't pick that because that's easy. You're right. That's the easiest thing for them to do, but yeah. they will learn nothing. They're, they're going to show up at the yeah. dock. They're going to get off the boat. They're going to, everybody's going to try to sell them rum and they're going to like go to like the pharmacies and get a lot of Vicodin or whatever the fuck people do on these cruises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to learn nothing. They're going to have no real exposure to the culture. But if you go to England or France, like because it, it's safe, it's white, it's like yeah. easy. They're used to Americans, right? This is a hard, this is an unusual choice. And that they're going to having no experience traveling internationally or with other cultures they're going to show up with a lot of baggage they're going to make a lot of really nasty assumptions about their culture because they've simply never been outside of the country in a meaningful way on top of that they already don't like andre and they already have like this bad impression about him and moldova in general and they're already going with a negative attitude because this has this was so rushed and whatever it's already not like even if it's amazing and they get there they already have a shitty attitude about it mm-hmm. to keep it real when we went to france i also wore my usa shirt Ugh. why did you do yeah. that did you why you did you do that brandon is it like special you thought you were going to get special treatment because you're american it wasn't a shirt it was a tank top no so his pit oh. hair was, was out and i wanted yeah, to summer. die wait did it say usa with stars were there stars <laughs> Yes. 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 It's that old Navy USA tank top. Because when I travel, I like wearing stuff from where I'm at. So if I travel within the U.S., I'll usually wear a UT, uh, University of Texas at Austin hat. Um, Or now I have like, you know, the MLS team, Austin uh, FC. So we were traveling outside of the country. So I wanted to represent. So I. So embarrassing. Very comfy as well. Brandon, I'm sorry. I just have to flatly disagree with you on that choice. We had to take separate cabs to the Airbnb when we got there. It was comfortable. Okay. Uh, Years ago, like right after college, I, I love road trips and I take weird road trips to all kinds of places around the U.S. And I wound up. In Deadwood, South Dakota, with a oh, with a college friend of mine, with awesome. my roommate at the time, and we were at a casino playing blackjack late at night. Was it the gym? And there was like it was the two of us, some other guy about our age. We, so we were in our like early twenties, and then uh, uh, the the dealer who was a woman, probably also in her early twenties. So we're all about the same age, and we start to talk about travel, and you're playing blackjack and whatever, and. Uh, she says something about traveling internationally, and this was not long after 9-11, i.e. not long after the invasion of Iraq, which had nothing to do with 9-11. Right. 
anyway, <laughs> right. we're, all we're at we're at the blackjack table, and I mentioned something about how if you're ever uncomfortable traveling internationally, you can just put a Canadian flag on your backpack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those other two people, like, just immediately go silent, and and the dealer who is an employee of the casino, right, says to me. I would never deny my heritage and my identity. Wow. And I have to say she was right, but also chill out. (laughs) But also you're right. So Brandon, I both agree with you and I also, that's a little tacky, but I understand where you're coming from and I, I respect it, but I wouldn't do it. Especially, especially to France, where they already oh, they're just over- look down on Americans. Are like, Ugh. and you know hey, why? Because we us. fucked them over in the revolution. They supported yes. us in our revolution, and we fucked them over. And of course, they hate us. Mm-hmm. They still got us that nice statue that we put up in New York. They did, but know. we didn't support them when they needed us. Yeah, we won the revolution because of them. Anybody who's seen Hamilton knows that. There you go. Yeah, well, you know what we're gonna do? We're like barely a country. We started a war with the British and like they Wrong burned podcast. down Wrong the li- they burned down the White House. Wrong What's crazy podcast. is Americans think is it the, the U.S. Podcast? has never <laughs> lost a war. And the War of Brandon. 1812, the President of the United States literally fled oh, no. and ran away, and the enemy troops burned the White House to the ground. Are you done? Yes. Here we go. I think it is the right podcast, but <laughs> respectfully, okay. go on. So what I don't understand is that Andrea seems to hate everything Elizabeth represents, like how she grew up, Mm. her values. And to me, like I was watching it and it's like if Che Guevara was married to Walt Disney (laughs) to the point where I just I don't understand (laughs) the attraction because they don't seem or at least he doesn't seem to respect her way Wait, of but life Wait, what are you values. basing that off? Of? Like he complains a lot about her family, but I don't think he, he complains complained about, about how she grew up. Yeah, he complained about her. He called her like uh spoiled like oh, that yeah. whole tirade oh, like in between the venues. Yeah. yeah, she's being a brat like he just doesn't seem like he likes her. Yeah, he was being very aggressive. But the second venue did look really nice and when that i saw that cool. venue i'm like i know they're gonna pick it yeah. so i went ahead and i booked the first venue for our tour Yay. thank you which i know <laughs> I everyone's excited that. about Kristen, you have a big announcement right for uh for our moldovan tour do i you've been you've been talking about it all week yeah you have a big announcement like we're all uh, <laughs> uh yeah we're going to um have an iron chef competition there <laughs> 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 Love and it. we're going to invite uh, Guy Fieri. Yes. Uh, and the winner is going to be his sous chef at the new restaurant he's opening in Moldova. Ooh. Yeah. Is that Moldova City? Yes, sure. Wait, the name of the restaurant is Moldova City? Oh, no, I thought it was in Moldova <laughs> City. Oh the, name, oh, the capital of Moldova, Moldova City. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm, no, the the capital of Moldova we're, is we're in Moldova stand. I get it. Yeah. The restaurant's name is Flavor Town Colon <laughs> Moldova City. Like the city in Ohio, yeah. <laughs> so so we've got Guy Fieri, we have Mario Batali. Um 
We have. Ooh, I else? I think that uh, Andre would love Mario Batali. I think they'd get along great. They probably would. Kristen, we should share that photo of you and Mario Batali at that chefs conference a few years oh. ago. You know what? I met Mario Batali at a at a conference years before he. You know, we all Turned found out, out he who was he really is terrible. And it, it when I heard the news, I was like, "Well, that makes sense." A redhead, because. I walked up to him. He did a. He was a keynote speaker, and this was a little chef's conference, so it wasn't like a. You know, there wasn't a huge crowd, and so I was the only person who, after his keynote, I just walked down to the stage, and I wanted to say hi to him, and he just looked me up and down, <laughs> didn't really <gasps> say anything for, for way too long, oh my and just kind of like waited for me to say something, and it was super awkward. And uh, yeah, it was a really uncomfortable conversation. And then I left. Gross. And I was like, you so cool. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did Paula tell you when Rachel Ray came up to her? No. Oh, oh yum. Yummo. Yes. Yummo. Rachel Yummo. Ray came up to Paula and was like, I will pay you any money to have one night with your husband. Okay. And Paula <laughs> said no. Because Are you sure it was a so night much. and not 30 minutes? <laughs> it was a 30-minute meal. Two-minute agreement. You did it. Did we ever tell you how uh, we did work for The Onion? When was that? Oh, what yeah. year? No. 2005, maybe? Oh 2005, God. South by Southwest, The Onion Six. was like, hey, kids, we're going to pay you big bucks to distribute issues of The Onion around South by Southwest. And I was what? like, that sounds great. And they're like, yeah, you're going to distribute, how many was it? Like Thousands. Thousands, thousands. of copies. We'll pay you $1,000. And I was like, oh my God, $1,000. Are you serious? Back in the day, serious? that was fuck you money. That was just- So like- we split it. <laughs> we, were like, we, we were like, oh my God. Like I told Todd, I told what, six other people. And I was like, do you guys want to split this money? We're going to be rich. This is incredible. There's a car. Oh, you had to split it. It was a purpose. Yeah, we were like, oh my God, we've made it. So we, they're like, all right, put one issue outside of the hotel room. Every single hotel in the, what is it? The, the downtown Hilton, Hilton. The downtown Hilton. Right just by the built. convention center. So we finish. We finished. We just finished. We were like all sweaty from like every running room. like every floor. Oh my. And then the security is waiting for us downstairs and they're like, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> like pick all those up. What are you every kids doing? Like one. get that no. crap out of here. What are you doing? And they kind of, they were super threatening. They were like, we're going to call the cops. I had to call my editor at the Austin Chronicle because the Austin Chronicle is South by Southwest. And I was like, hey, can you um, help me? I have messed up your <laughs> South by Southwest. Can you please help me not get arrested with my friends? We're trying to collect on our huge paycheck here. Uh, and then I don't know if we ever told The Onion that we didn't actually distribute any of their issues. We technically... I don't think that we did. Well, okay, we we went to a lot of bars around downtown. We distri- we did distribute everything, and we made a good faith attempt, and the, the, the hotel threatened to get us arrested, so we picked them up again. That's... It's The Onion. Come on. 
There's risks. There's risk in everything, man. You know? It was cool. And the year before that, there was like an Onion college humor party that we were at, and that was a whole weird thing. Anyway. Old, so, no, no, no. Let's, old let's, South let's, by let's, stuff. Let's go down this rabbit hole. What is this life y'all were living? No, so to give a little <laughs> bit of uh, background, um, I'm sure our listeners are familiar with The Onion. Um, Todd and Kristen, you guys both worked at the UT version of The Onion, or I don't know if it was a version of... Uh, National Lampoon, or how you guys saw it, but uh, you can tell us a little uh, bit about uh, that. A version of the Harvard Lampoon, <laughs> we we would say. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah the right. Harvard Lampoon. Um, yeah, so the Onion started at the University of Wisconsin, I believe, and it's essentially like it was a very similar thing. It was called the Texas Travesty, and and we we did that for five years. Uh, I did that for five years at UT, and Kristen did that. I think I guess your whole time there, right? This is true. So that that's how we got involved in the whole onion scene, and like uh, we started a publication after graduating, and so that's why we were in like the whole alt weekly publishing scene in Austin for a while. Did I tell you I heard about you guys indirectly, and I didn't realize it until we became friends? Because I was involved in the same umbrella organization, except the TV component. Oh, TSTV. TSTV, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing, oh, yeah, at the big TSM, which is the umbrella, that which houses the television station, the radio station, the yearbook. Texas like Student Media, cares TSM. about the yearbook, mm-hmm. TSM, yeah. Um, they were like, yeah, there was this couple. They got engaged at the- At the banquet. At the banquet. Aww. Yeah. You guys got engaged at the banquet. You were both mm-hmm. editors, right, mm-hmm. of the Texas Travesty. That is so cute. Aww. That's right. That's how we met. Yeah. Yep. So Where, that's why we did was all there the a reality stuff. show that was filmed. Was TLC there? Was TLC there? <laughs> <laughs> we actually like there is. I don't know if this still exists though, because print is dead essentially on campus. It's just dead completely. So, like the whole college humor club scene thing. I don't know if it still exists. I went to the Harvard Lampoon. I went to the office when I was in Boston last time, and I just stood outside. I just waited. <laughs> <laughs> you waited for, for somebody to come out. There were a few, a couple of young men who came out, and I was just like, "Should I go tell them that I understand?" And I remember. I'm one of you. I'm one of you. No, but that is a like, that is who a is subculture. this lady? I think at one point they were like, "Whose mom is this outside? <laughs> Someone's mom? I'm like, is that Kristen?" <laughs> She's yep. back. Someone lost their mom. Some future Conan O'Brien is going to hit on you. Anyway, enough. that's the Todd and Kristen podcast. No, no, Love no. It. It's through this. You know, we'll learn a little bit about of our mm. about our panelists uh, one week at a time. So um, I got to say that um, we pick up back with in our, our Moldovan adventures. You know, adventures. Uh, Elizabeth is finally getting baptized. Oh, God. And she gives one of those, like, you know, office gym Pam looks into the camera <laughs> when they're doing some kind yeah, of she tradition. Does. Yes, she does. And I just wanted to be like, as a as a person, like, I don't I don't like using the term atheist because I feel like it means you have an agenda. I don't. I, I don't believe in anything, right? So it's, it's like I want to be able to, like, tell her through the TV, your shit is just as dumb. <laughs> You're just... <laughs> You grew up with it and you don't get how dumb it is like that look that she and I'm sure a lot of other American Christians gave to how dumb the Moldovan religious traditions are. And I'm sure how dumb they think a lot of 
other religions are. Your religion's just as dumb, bro. I, I saw it more of like, because the whole ceremony was in Romanian. So she's just like, and at some point they're like walking in loops while like he's praying or something. Like that episode of Full House like, where if you walk around the table three times, you get married. Yeah. It was more Anybody? like, what the fuck is happening? What am I doing? Not a full house guy. I don't know. And then Michelle fell off the horse and she was paralyzed. And that was the end of the whole series. I missed that Dang. one. Fast forward 20 years, Fuller House. She can walk again. It's a miracle. Yeah. No, she's not on it. Mary because Kate Nashley will not. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you Mary said Stephanie. Mary Kate Nashley will not acknowledge Full House. Why? Absolutely Mary not. Mary Kate and Ashley will not come out of their vampire It's because like, they, they quit acting. Caves. Yeah. I asked them a question at SeaWorld. New York Minute. In 1994, <laughs> I was chosen out of a large crowd at SeaWorld <laughs> during the Shamu show. I was handpicked by one of their handlers to ask them a question on camera on the giant Shamu? whale cam, wow. how people tell them apart, and I can't remember what the answer was because I pretty much blacked out as they were explaining it. They were dressed. It was at the time when their detective-themed movie yes. was coming out, oh, so they were wearing boy. their trench their coats. Peak. That was, was their peak. That was their best or something? time. Two for trouble. Something. Two. I don't know. I don't remember. I blacked out. It was one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> Kristen, that was their best time. They had a target line. Yeah. You didn't I mean, even Kristen block out at her wedding. Did, did they look at you and say, she's not going to ask a, a, an inappropriate question? You're okay, like, hey, I twins, will say, how do y'all tell that, each other apart? Go. <laughs> that SeaWorld in San Diego, I have a lot of good memories from there. And, and I went on another class field trip there. And I asked the, the trainer... In that same exact same location, probably the exact same seat I was sitting in for Mary Kay and Ashley, and I asked him what they did with the whales when they died. <laughs> and he Whoa. was so mad. It was like the first time I've seen like a stranger adult get like really, really angry. Why were you? I was like, like, "That's a legit question. How do you get the whales out of the question. tank?" He was probably like, "Whose child is this? Please take her." <laughs> his away. answer. His answer was, "Well." We get a crane, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's what he wanted no, to that's know. Not, and I was like, "Thank yeah, that's you." That's a legit question. <laughs> wow! Cool. And then I stole a penguin in my backpack. God, you rebel! That's for another time. A yeah. live penguin? No. There's that kid who stole the penguin in his backpack a couple of years ago from SeaWorld. I hadn't heard of this. Oh. Just something to think know. about next time you're at SeaWorld. <laughs> bring a backpack. <laughs> you bring a backpack filled with ice. It'll be cool. Does Andre think that Adam and Eve is literal history? Oh, like, that does whole he thing. think that women oh, literally Brandon, came? It, all religious people do. No, so, some people, some religious people understand that this is a metaphor. This is a or an allegory, or it's a story. It's a well, it's, not Andre. The the whole like it's not even what's the right it's a male supremacy thing it's not chauvinism it's male supremacy the whole yeah. male supremacy yeah. thing built into christianity simply from the origin story of a right. man mm -hmm. came first and then the woman came from the man but todd let me ask you this if you legitimately believed that yeah women were formed by the rib of a man okay. do you think that would shape your views on the gender yes it would make me realize i had to get a job 
<laughs> that's what it would there do. You go. I think that's a doesn't dig that on Andre, make you but... weaker? We took part of your bones. You're like you're missing a part of your bones. Mm-hmm. That's we a good point. We're inferior. We and which side of the rib was it? Like a left rib or a right rib or was the it one good of each? Side. All right. Any closing thoughts on Elizabeth and Andre, Kristen? I hope that he chokes on the cold cuts at their wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel really bad for her. Like him and his family, they're all like, yeah, Libby, you need to listen to him. You need to be, listen to your husband. And the woman has to be the neck of the head or whatever the fuck. That whole thing. Oh, what was that? So the the man is the head and the woman is the neck, which is, uh, I don't. What does that mean? Yeah. Still, fuck you. That whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. His family are like putting wood into the fire of his like male ego. And, and his friends. That that couple that friends. they have dinner with. Well, that was his brother and the sister-in-law. Ugh. And she's just there just kind of like, oh, you know. He like, his whole weird deal about interrupting her is so mean. It's just mean. I'm not cool with it's it. It's mean. I I know. And and yet on Pillow Talk, he's like, they not seem bad. to be fine. I don't yeah. get it. Them fighting like that and Andre interrupting her like that is pretty usual for them. Yeah, no. Mm. And I'm like, you well, shouldn't have to put up with that shit. Well, he says at the beginning, you're just a magnet for bad, right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like, yeah, you. For- you know, yeah, she's one of the most reasonable, humble members of that whole family. Mm-hmm. And she's traveled and she's learning another language. Like she is clearly like yeah. the gem of the family. She's growing. Yeah. Yes, she's growing. And she's acknowledging like the shortcomings of her family. And I think she'll she'll eventually get most of her family there. I think she'll get her dad there. I don't know about all her sisters. Mm-hmm. One final thing. Mm-hmm. I know that they try to lighten the mood of the show once they got to the venue where they actually had food and stuff. And oh yeah, he still was kind of a dick. Like I wasn't convinced that that was him being nicer. So I was still annoyed at that point. Yeah. I almost didn't understand if he was setting himself up to look better by comparison initially. Like, maybe, but that ugh, I'm annoyed again. You're still pretty Thanks bad. Thanks for reminding me, bad. Brandon. I'm annoyed again. All right, uh, that means time to move on to our next couple, and it is Colt, Jess, Debbie, and Larissa. And Eric. And Eric. All of them. Oh, and the lawyer. The lawyer. And the lawyer. That is a definite must talk about, but let's let's yes. start let's start with Colt and Jess. Um <laughs> Fuck it, no. Let's go to Larissa. <laughs> yeah, what starting the, with Larissa, dude. Is she? Is she? Is she like trying to figure out how to marry the lawyer? Yes, a hundred percent. She's just trying to figure out how to marry any American. No, 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 no. no. But she's specifically like, if I work for my lawyer, then I can't marry him eventually. <laughs> like, she's like, should I start working for him and then turn that into a relationship? She likes Isn't he him. married and, like, though? He has a ring. Yeah, he? and there's like photos of his family. Behind his desk. That won't stop she her. Cares. She's like, yeah. just because there's a goalie doesn't mean I can't score. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love how, like, she brings up Eric and, like, you can see her lawyer's, like, 
eyes get super big and he's just like, I've worked so <laughs> hard to get us here. Do not fuck it up yeah. by hooking up with Eric. But he has to say it in like such a reserved way. And he's just like, and I don't know, is that really a legal position or maybe he's romantically jealous? No. No, oh, Eric. Maybe the can lawyer we, wants Larissa. No. Can we talk about his office for a second? We were just talking about West Elm, and this is definitely not in the West Elm catalog. The, no, the, <laughs> the dark gray walls, black frames, black tables, black furniture, and he is even wearing a matching black tie, black white, <laughs> and dark blue shirt. It's too much for me. What is happening there? At least, though, it's not a, a stereotypical style. lawyer's office where it's all like mahogany and dark that's wood, true. right? Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. At least it's true. not that. But yeah, so, there is no. a look. He, um, we yeah. were watching that episode, and Sheldon was like, "Do you see that degree? What, 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 what is that degree behind him?" And I was like, "Why?" Apparently, among lawyers. Where, wherever you go to law school is like a thing. It's like a status thing. And I so I'm like, it. okay. And he's like, wait, I know what that I know what that looks like. And he like spread it out some name. I guess it's not a good law school. It's like a crappy law school that everyone can get in. Circus Circus? <laughs> Was it Circus Circus Law School in Las Vegas? And he's like, I bet it's this. And then I looked it up and I'm like, yep, that's where he got it. He's like, Pfft. I was like, you're an environmental lawyer. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Where was it? Was it something like not it's not like James Cooley Law School or something like that? But apparently, it's like the oh. like it's the not the oh, I'm gonna get in trouble, but it's like not where people go think of as a good law school for people that go to law school. Where'd Sheldon go to law school? Uh, he went to Baylor. Mm. Like, is that good? Uh, according to him yesterday, because I kept asking him, it's the se- <laughs> <laughs> I think it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the second best law school in Texas. Outside, that's like UT first, and then Baylor. And like Loris's lawyer went to like I don't know the Circus Olay <laughs> law school. Is he a criminal attorney or an immigration attorney? Or that was the other thing too. You can't do. Can you do both? I don't know. Wait, uh, you gotta which, pick one. Which two? He does criminal attorney or immigration has attorney. Has to be an immigration attorney. Oh, yeah. you can. I think you can do whatever you want to do. It's just like how much experience you have and how comfortable you are doing it or faking it, right? Like, if if you want to do criminal law and immigration law, like whatever. Yeah, why not? I mean, you you don't get a like oh. you pass the bar, you pass the bar, right? Keish, was yes. it was it the Western Michigan University Cooley Law School? Yes, that's the one. Okay. Notable <laughs> alumni include Michael Cohen, former lawyer yeah, to one. Donald Trump. Yes. That was the one. Yep. Yep. It's the only wow. name on the list I recognize. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yep. I don't know. Man. I'm not saying anything about his qual I don't know anything about it, but He's he's fine, I'm sure, but that was that was like the only notable person that Sheldon brought up to, and I'm like, there's no way, there's no Here way. Here it is, it's on Wikipedia. That's amazing. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> Can I tell you who Man. follows DUI Doctor on Instagram? <laughs> you do, <laughs> David Tuberoski. Yes, of course. Like by David, he's on it. Yeah. He is on it. That guy. Damn. That guy blocked me on Instagram. Who Why? Oh, it's Dave from Dave and uh, uh, Lena? No! 
he blocked he you? He blocked me. Anna? Yeah, so early or on, Annie? like in the first season they were on, about halfway through the season, I looked him up on Instagram because I realized he's like really active on, on Instagram. And it was like, it's he still is. It's like a thing that he's into. And so I messaged him. I just like DM'd him. And I was like, hey, David, like, how's it going? And he responded. And he was like, oh, hey. And then I responded. Then I replied with a photo of a jar full of jelly beans. And I said, will you help me count the jelly beans in this jar? Wait, I remember And this. I wrote a I whole description this. about like, okay, if we use the following formula to try to figure out. And he like immediately after that blocked me. And that was the end of it. And I can't see any of his posts now. No. Yes. Oh, he probably, man. you were uh, like a scammer. He, like you're, like uh, a who knows? Boy. I deserved it. But it was funny to ask a reality show star to help me count jelly beans in a jar. I think that that's funny. And that rhymed. So I double points. That's how I'm going to promote this show is I'm just going to troll the people who were on it until they give us attention. Like all trolls. There you go. It's a good strategy. Oh. Speaking of, can we oh, can we put Marissa. together a budget to have people on the show give us cameos for the show? We've tried this on several on other podcasts. Really? This doesn't oh, no, work. No, 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 no. I think what Todd is saying is we pay cameo these people. Oh, to tell uh, and then have ta- have them talk about how awesome our show is, or just yeah. when we start generating Whatever. money, we can just you have to pay them a special fee, right? It's like twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it might. I think what Kristen you're alluding to is like this is like not for personal use. You're paying it's for them to be a yeah. Oh, broadcast. for commercial use. Yeah. We did one for my work with uh, Barnett from uh, <gasps> oh, from Love Is Blind. Barnett, mm-hmm. Barnett, who really needed to read off his phone while he was doing the uh, cameo. It was not very good. So, um, um, I have in my notes. I hate Eric. Um, and that's it. I don't know why I wrote that. And uh, Eric, if you're listening, I'll say a lot of people hate me too. <laughs> and uh, it's not personal, so buddy. I sympathize with you. Why do you hate him? I don't. I don't know. It's just something about his face. He just seems fake. <laughs> like I don't think he's really into Larissa. Like he's just in it for the attention. Yeah, but, yeah. But he seems nice. I think, so I feel bad for hating. him. I feel like Eric is a I believer you, in. The, I love you and I hate you. He's he's a believer in the theory that we're all just in a simulation, and he's like, let's just roll with <laughs> this. On. Like I met somebody who's on this ridiculous reality show hell yeah like let me sure move in with me why not let's do this let's see where this goes who cares statistically speaking he's right but he i think loves the idea that he's on tv Mm-hmm. He just oh, everything yeah. about the Absolutely. way he looks and acts and there was a weird inter there was a point in their dinner I don't remember it but there was something that happens in the dinner that was weird and he was uncomfortable about but they quickly edited past or like skip past or something Was it the pay for my boobs part? Yes. That was it. <laughs> that was absolutely Yeah, there is this like Okay. They're talking and he's like, oh, give me some feedback on our relationship or something like that. And she's like, you were cheap. That's and it. That's the thing. Yeah. It was like, you're cheap. Let yeah. the money. Okay. She's on the first real date with a mm-hmm. former boyfriend trying to get back together. And she's already telling him that he needs to spend more money 
i.e. on her. Yeah, she's like, let the money let flow. Let the money flow. He's like, okay, like, in what? My and boobs. Like, my boobs. Okay, she's already <laughs> had a boob job, right? Is this just like the 10-year renewal? I- no, 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 no. She has not had a boob job. Okay. No. I think she just had her butt, her face, her skin. Her nose. Her nose. But she has not had a boob and job. And like lip, not, in- not lip the injections and, and all lip. the, the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Yep, Botox, lip All of that stuff, that yeah. Boob jobs was um, your girl, Darcy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Darcy had a boob job. By the way. Her. Multiple yeah. ones. But Silver lining. no man to pay for that. I still think that your name is better than it's theirs. It's so but I, much I, better. I, but I understand that the, their last name Silver isn't what's markable. Line. Marketable. It's the Darcy Stacy situation. So uh, I get it from that. I guess point. Darcy is kind of part of the cultural lexicon within a very small subset of people. <sighs> I miss her. I miss Darcy. Anyway, yeah, I know, like you job. have a weird connection with not Darcy. connection. I just you do. I just find her hilarious i don't know I like no the great. things that she wears you like you you, you guys you see like, me wearing the shit darcy wears <laughs> no but like I, right where are your louboutins all day you don't right? have your the uh, red sole propped mm-hmm. up in the background she threw, she so threw a on at me <laughs> <laughs> i can right, do that because so. i'm dutch too so i can make fun of the dutch i can talk uh, like them it's fine it's not offensive. So Larissa gets back with Eric, which I thought was surprising. I'm sure her lawyers will be mad because he said he'd be pretty pissed about it. And it was a terrible. He's not the only one. Do. Yeah. Larissa's friend who she's living with. Godman. She told her I won you out by the yeah. weekend straight. Yeah. Yep. yeah. There's been other like, stuff. Out. There's definitely been other stuff. She's over it. Yeah, for sure. Well, we learned that the friend was there for Larissa through her divorce. The friend bailed her out with her own money. The friend was there through the Eric drama. Mm-hmm. And Eloise is like, oh, we're back together. And she's like, no, nah, girl, I want you out. I don't want to deal with this anymore. So where can Larissa go, though? Uh, we like, find out. <laughs> guess. Uh, guess. She's going to move in with Eric. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Probably. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she's going to be homeless so otherwise. Yeah. What do you expect? That never ends well. No, of course not. Mm-hmm. I know. Just move in because you're desperate. Yeah. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's going to work. I, know. Go I want the movie. I, I get where the friend is coming from because I've been that friend where you have a girlfriend that has broken up with the same guy Dude. 50 oh times. Yep. We all and you're know just this. there God. like listening to their drama, you know, and then they're like, oh, we're back together. It's like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Paula and Keisha have Dude. a friend yeah. who's been breaking up with the same guy for two years. That's uh. yeah, too much. I get the position of the friend where you're just there listening to the same drama, the same story, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to go through it again. It's like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go away. You can go through it, but not in my house. There's something so frustrating about, yeah, somebody coming to you for advice, you give them advice, they never take it, they just do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the point? At some point, you're going to have to be like, you know what? Actually, like, goodbye. Yeah. This is it. I can't handle this anymore. Yeah, because at some point, are you being an enabler? Right. By giving them an outlet and allowing them to, like, still make the same mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's, like, kind of the friend's position. I have a ton of respect for her because she made it clear, if you get back together with this guy, you can't live here anymore. Larissa got back together with the guy. She said, you got to be out of here by the end of the weekend, which means even if that were Friday night, she has 48 hours, right, to move out. So where is she going to go? Guess. I'm assuming she doesn't have a car 
because we've mm. never seen her driving anywhere. So let's just assume she doesn't have a car because TLC would have put. I know. She talked that random friend into taking her That's to her right. court oh, date. Oh, and by the way, it's not a court date. I may be <laughs> deported and you'll need to like <laughs> yeah. deal with that with me. You'll need like yeah, you're my I'm emergency sorry. contact in case of, of d- deportation. Yeah. What? And the whole friend throughout the entire drive is like, I had no idea it was this serious. I thought I was just dropping you off somewhere. I'm not prepared for this situation. Because it's weird. We've all started watching this show before. I I feel like it was before the Trump administration. Mm. Or knows? No. A little no. bit no. at the very beginning. Sure. But it was before I guess the the you know he was been able to like successfully carry out a lot of strategies. So it's kind of weird to see it like laid out in yeah. this way. Mm-hmm. And Angela is the one most impacted I too. They've been deporting people for longer than that. Angela is the one most impacted by all of this because her whole thing, like, mm-hmm. why won't they? It's just crazy that like Michael can't come over from Nigeria and this and that, and yet she's the one bringing a bunch of Trump merchandise over to Nigeria. Like, does she not draw the connections that she voted for and supports yep. a president who did exactly what he said he would do, and that now that impacts you, and you're wondering why, and you think it's unfair? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's strange we haven't seen her comment on that when she's willing to comment on like literally everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Do you think, well, do you think they told her not to talk about it? Like producers? Mm. Like you think producers are like, yeah, let's tone down the, the oh, Trump Oh man, talk. maybe. I mean, at the end of the tone day. Tone it down in which direction? They can just let people rant as much as they want and just cut it in editing. But I don't know. They did cut that part about, um, is it David and Ilana? Lana. Lana, thank you. Mm. Uh, from oh. from the ten hour unedited leaked footage of the tell all done remotely during the pandemic, he goes on a whole thing mm-hmm. about how like they shouldn't have shut the country down and the virus isn't that bad and blah blah blah. That was oh, that was boy. gone in the actual oh, era, the broadcast. Yeah, because I mean it's easy when you're not thinking about if what side your audience is, but like I tell you, a lot of people are feeling it. I know Eminem you know, talked a lot about how much, how many fans that he lost. I've been pretty active on Twitter with how upset I've been with the direction of the country. And I've lost quite a bit of of followers. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe as a result, maybe they just think I'm dumb. I don't know. But um, so I I can definitely see. That's right. Good for you. Not if you're TLC and you need to make money and you could just say no one take any stands. No, you as a person for sure. Um. Because it's risky and it, you know, when you can quantify it and it could lose you money, like, um, I might cut this, I don't know, but I, it does seem somewhat relevant. Like when, uh, the, the basketball GM of the Houston Rockets criticized China's policy in Hong Kong, China hit back hard and cost, it cost the NBA millions of dollars, possibly mm-hmm. billions, but it's just, you know, what are you going to do? Like, I get it. It's a lot of money, but you know, and I don't have that kind of money that I'm like sacrificing by speaking out, but it's it's hard to not speak your truth even when you know that there are these kind of consequences. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be political. Fuck Trump. Um, <laughs> all I want is to make sure, fuck Trump, that we have as diverse a group. Fuck Trump. Um, hey, if you want diversity, so we can fuck grow Trump. our fuck Trump audience. Wait, I just I have a question. Are we going to be able to uh, have access to recording equipment at the um, Trump liberal uh, death camps that we'll be taken to in a couple of weeks? <laughs> yeah, will we? Uh, y- no. Yes. Yes. 
uh, but uh, not your typical microphones. You'll be using rocks. Okay. Rock, a tin can so with a string. a little bit louder into the rock. Am I the only one who's imagining what it's going to be like at this camp? It's going to be a mix of like kind of fun because we'll all be together. Like lots of like-minded people <laughs> will be together, but also like hard work outside. It's hot. I know we're gonna all gonna burn. That's my like I I don't lift very we're heavy give things. Sunscreen? That's a bummer. I literally texted uh, to my peeps and I'm like, guys, if if this uh if 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 Trump's Gestapo comes to Austin, I'm done. Have you practiced what you'll say in the van when they drag you into the van? Um, guys, where are we going? Oh my god, this is so exciting! I've never <laughs> been picked up before by real army men. This is so cool. Are we going to a pop up in a secret venue? So sexy, so making me exciting. wear this blindfold. Oh my goodness! Oh my! God. I thought of like micro political action. I could piss in their van. Yes. <laughs> As they're taking, but us then somewhere. enterprise they'll be has like, to all right, we got to return that van. Some enterprise yeah. employee, uh, they got to. Hey, just enterprise, start talking about diarrhea. to Mexico as fast what? as I can. Yeah, just start talking about diarrhea. Like, are you guys cool with diarrhea? I have active diarrhea, <laughs> guys. I uh, so online, I talk a lot of shit about the president because I love America and I love that America is a place where you can talk shit about your president. But if they come to Austin, um, if. It's uh, it's not going to be good for me. So mm -hmm. I want you to know that I love you all. Uh, you know, we could we could do a really hilarious prank right now in Austin if we rented a van. Keep going. Oh, it's going to get funny eventually. Be too soon. Yeah. And we dressed in camo and we dragged people into the van but inside the van were just a bunch of kittens and puppies <laughs> <laughs> we're like surprise candy <sighs> and then we said you okay you make sure you're registered to vote you little sillies get out of here now <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> I just realized it's nine and oh we gotta still have it. a second show to do <laughs> oh God shit hurry it. Okay. How do we do this? Look us up. So, uh, Colt and Jess. And Debbie. And Debbie. The way Colt is acting, he's like telling, you know, Jess, oh, you've got to go talk to my mom. You guys got to like develop a relationship. It's like, dude, Debbie ain't the queen of England, man. Like, they don't need a relationship at all. But they do because Colt and his mom live together. And obviously, Debbie's a big part of Colt's life. So they do need to get along. They I do. guess here's yeah. a question for Colt is, in your ideal scenario, when you eventually do get married, is your mom moving out? No. 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 I no. think in his ideal scenario, the three of them live together, have dinner together. That's why they got a hotel together. room together. Yeah. And somebody somebody on Reddit looked up the hotel and it's $40 a night for a room. Stop it. Oh, okay. my God. Oh my God. Well, he did get a second room. We learned in this episode after all that yes. shit. He did get a second room. Good job. Immediately. Yeah. Good for him. And he eventually, I guess, after the initial moment did say, hey, it was my fault. Yeah. Because last week I was yeah. like, dude, bro, just fuck it. Don't be so defensive. Yeah. Just come out with it and just say what everyone's thinking. Oh, I fucked up. But he like made all those excuses, yeah. but he did come out and say, hey, it was my mistake. Yeah. Which, respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, we see Cold 
talking to his mom about, hey, you got to be nicer to Jess. This is how she felt. So Debbie goes, but Debbie has her camera head. Is that what you're saying? Talking head. Talking head. You could say I the love aside. it. Stick with camera head. I like camera head Let's do it. I keep uh, And the talking head, she's like, if Jess doesn't get my relationship with Colt and tries to get in the way, she's in for a rude awakening. And it's like, this isn't The Bachelor, man. There's something going on, though. Like, I don't know if it's editing, but the, Debbie has, she was a lot more forceful and opinionated this time around in front of Jess than she ever was in front of Larissa and kind of in a weird stern, you know, don't mess with me. That was kind of the undertone, right? I wonder what's going on there. Oh, and then Colt confronts his mom and basically like accuses her of cock blocking him. And I'm just like, bro, man, you gotta, you need. Okay. The comments, when was the comment where he said, uh, well, Jess is really loud. Yes, he does. And it was like, are you kidding me, dude? And even her face, her face is like, really? Like you did not need to say that. They need to stop talking about their sex life. Every episode. They do. It's like, oh, the sex. It's kind of like, we get it. You guys have sex. We know. It's fine. I really hope that Jess's family, that this is, it probably won't play out this way, but I desperately hope that it turns out that Jess is from like a wealthy family in Brazil and that the idea of her trying to fish for a green card is so absurd, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that Debbie is put in her place yeah. When it comes to that whole theory, it probably won't play out that way. But boy, I wish that were the case. Like she shows up at some mansion and it's like, oh, well, you know, clearly I don't want I don't care if I get a green card. So Debbie and Jess talk by the beach and Debbie, like you said, she's very serious. Like, what are your intentions? Do you want to get married and have babies? And Jess is just like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe someday. <laughs> They're just going to like leave it at that. But at the end of all of that, in Jess's camera head. Talking head. Whatever. You can call it an aside. If that's easier, just say <laughs> okay. the aside. No, I like um, camera head. <laughs> she yeah, says good. how she believes Larissa. She's like, I believe Larissa now about Debbie being a wolf. Mm. It's Those are also tough because you never know when they're filming it because some of them are, are very clearly green screened. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they just captured yeah. the background whenever they maybe did the first one. And then when they get pickups in the future... So it's interesting because it's like asking these people to narrate what they were thinking at a specific time. Yeah. So that's how that works, right? I've always just sort of assumed this, but I assume the producer's like, okay, I want you to think back to this Mm -hmm. moment in time and now talk about what it was like in that moment. Is that how they ask those questions? That's They probably show them the footage. Yeah, they probably show them the footage. And then say, how would you narrate this if this was happening in real time? So, like, I don't I don't know for sure. I do know that, like, a lot of the footage is green screened because there are certain there are certain signs you can identify and tell whenever something's green screened. So it's probable that they fashion all the stories based on the footage they have. And then after they're done with that. They go and then they get the interviews. That's the way we used to do it. We would basically edit an episode of a reality show and then we'd figure out, all right, what are the key and inf- what's the key information we're missing? 
And then we would shoot reactions from our hosts like it was live, but they were narrating what was happening. But it was all done from the vantage point of the final edit. It Mm. wasn't really like, hey, what was it like when you were there? It's like, hey, this is the story we're trying to tell. You were in this environment. You were getting ready for this wedding. Talk about this specifically because the producers know what holes they need to fill for the audience. So, mm. but if it's, if it's green screen, it's, it's really, you know, shit, they could have done it any time, but I'm assuming it's most of that is done towards the end of the production cycle as they need to fill in storytelling holes. Yeah. Cause they've constructed some of the story at this point. They, yeah. They, they kind of know what they're looking for. Yeah it's kind of like narration like po- yeah. narration in a movie after the movie's done it's not about like writing what would be there if you were writing narration into it from the very beginning as a script you're filling holes yeah if that makes sense that makes sense totally yeah have you guys ever, have you guys ever seen the original blade runner i was just thinking about this right. the narration that they had harrison ford do in order to make it like make sense to the audience and it destroyed the movie yeah he's basically narrating every like indirect message that a smart person should pick up if they're paying attention yeah Hmm. none of that was written like in the screenplay it was all just posts thrown in by editors and producers because they felt (laughs) like people didn't get what's going on yep and that's basically it It's, it's just like whatever's not clear We'll do pickups and get everyone to figure it out. And most is of the this time, on your mind because Rutger Hauer recently passed? No, who's Rutger Hauer? Rutger Hauer played the the maid, uh, the main um, replicant, bad guy. Yeah. Oh, well, he bad was guy. So I mean, good. Bad guy. Sure, good sure, guy. Sure, 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 sure. Right. Oh God. This is why I only watch the Minions films. <laughs> <laughs> Criterion, the Criterion collection specifically. You can watch Blade Runner. What is it? Twenty forty nine or whatever, and it's got uh, it's got your boy in it, Chris. Um, no, I have all the Minions no. films on Blu-ray, <laughs> Criterion. For Kristen, collection. I was saying you love Blade Runner because of Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is in Blade Runner? He's in the second one. I'm still not going to watch. Ooh. And then it's the guy, the wrestler dude from... Um... Jack Black. What planet do you live on? I like Nacho Libre. (laughs) Nacho Libre? I can't get I can't get Paul to watch it. Keisha, it's good, right? I watched Nacho Libre. (laughs) I thought you didn't like it. It's so funny. I love Nacho Libre. He's like Nacho. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on the subject of Nacho Libre, it does seem weirdly (laughs) fitting that we move on to a Swelu and uh, Kalini. Uh, this was a great Asuelu piece in this episode. It was just great. This is Asuelu's season, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting nervous. Like in when they're like, all right, we're going on a walk. I'm like, okay, they're going outside. And then like they get in a truck. Asuelu and his father-in-law. He puts in a, a shovel. Father-in-law. A shovel we're going to drive to the desert and take a walk, Asuelu. I know. I started getting nervous. And this is a TV show that I'm not in. I was watching. <laughs> I, I was getting nervous because a, I don't know what about Asuelu's father-in-law seems so intimidating. Like, I, I don't think he was a former wrestler. 
but he I, to me like he's like just I said another the voice it's like this like he's like big oh, and he's strong got that look. Yeah. he's you got know, the scary. that weird rat tail it's the braid yeah the braided yeah. the braid beard <laughs> oh that's weird that's it's like terrifying. a hell's angels kind of thing everything about him is yeah. very intimidating like you know you know he's seen things yeah. yes he has i just want to say like because the the kalani's dad explains how he understands where Asuelo is coming from because he grew up in Samoa. But he made sure to educate his daughters to make them independent and like not have to deal with that. The frustration for him to look at his daughter, she and she's awesome. Kalani's like a badass. And have her eh, like, the sister's a badass. Kalani's a badass too. Mm. And see her dealing with this <laughs> asshole. She gets like turned on when Can she I sees th- Asuelu's like <laughs> fucking <laughs> That's true. That's true. 12-year-old, like, uh, mental epiphanies. It's very strange. Go on. Well, that's all I was going to say. Like, it must be very frustrating for him to see his daughter, like, fall in love with a guy from Samoa that He told her not to. Yeah, and looks at women as less than, you know? And he's like, damn it, I moved to the U.S. I built a life. I, like, try to educate you like this. And, like, now we're dealing with this. And Mm -hmm. you can tell he's just, Mm -hmm. like about to snap a soul's neck. So th- there's something to be said about this weird male superiority chauvinistic culture that that they've come from where Asuelu clearly feels that he's above all of this, acts like it, talks like it. But when he's confronted with by an elder male, yeah. he is absolutely put in his place. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. no fight, full agreement. Yes, sir. You're right. So at least, like, I think in that kind of structure, if you have a good male leader to lean on the younger men to be like, cut this shit out for real, they will listen. And at least there's that. I, I don't know. I just, I felt like Asuelu was just a giant pussy. I'm like, you've made it clear what you believe in. Why don't you stand up to your father-in-law and tell him and he wouldn't. And what, what made it hard for me to believe that Asuelu was being authentic is that everything he was saying was very unemotional. But like we have seen from Asuelu many times that when he cares about something, he gets very emotional, both yeah. with his wife whenever she was, you know, talking about like hugging him and showing affection. And also even in the tell-all when people were getting kind of crazy. I oh, guess yeah. I feel like if a Swellu is authentic, we would see the emotion. Yeah. And I felt like whenever we were seeing him talk to his father-in-law and it was just, it was like monotone, that to me, I can't help but feel like he is just going through the motions and he's, I, I think he's cowardly because he's not standing up to his father-in-law. It's- to me, it felt like he was being shamed. Yeah. And that's why he was acting like that. But not until uh, the father-in-law brought it up, though. Because the father-in-law right. makes it a yeah. point that he hasn't apologized to Kalani yet. Yes. He's feeling shame for the wrong reasons, but he's feeling shame. He's not feeling shame because of what he did. He's feeling shame because he is being called out by a male elder. Yeah. Like he got caught doing something he shouldn't have been doing. Yes, he's a, he's ashamed because he got caught, not because of what he did. And that's the real reason he locked himself in the bedroom at the house, right? He didn't want to face low. That's right. Yeah, totally. 
he was terrified of him. It wasn't he had already made a fool of himself in front of Kalani and her mom on the drive over there. Yeah, he was totally he had no problem saying horrible stuff in front of the mother. Right. But he knew when he got there he was like, Oh shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like this like, guy. Yeah, I guess I guess what I feel like is <laughs> I, I think once the dad's gone again, it's gonna go back to the same shit. Like I, I, I just don't I don't feel like it's I don't feel like he has realized anything and has changed anything. I think it's just there's this guy who, you know, he is shaming him. And once he's gone, he's going to go back to the same thing. I, I don't yeah, know. I just I don't mean, feel like he learned a lesson. It goes back to him being a giant child. and He's getting a talking to, you know. Like, yeah. I used to do that as a teenager when I knew I was in trouble. I would like avoid my parents at all costs and hide so I wouldn't have to like confront them. Because, you know, you're going to get a talking to. It's, he's just a child. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it sucks that Kalani's dad needs to get involved in her relationship and talk to her husband for him to, like, come around. Good Lord. Yeah, this man is exhausted. He looks tired. And he's losing his voice. Like They enough. all look tired. That entire family. They're all losing their <laughs> voice because of him. babies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. If she gets pregnant again, do have we do we know if they're using oh. contraception? <laughs> I don't think he's getting I, much That's action. a whole nother fight, I'm sure. Those are for slut so people. We actually, I had a, a, not an argument, but a discussion. Uh-oh. So Ooh, the sister described on. when she was breastfeeding, like, oh, she has these two kids that are sucking the life out yeah. of her. And, sh- and Sheldon's like, well, that seems dramatic. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, have you ever had people suck it on your tit? <laughs> I was like, they bite on it. It gets bloody. It's not comfortable. And he's like, well, that just seems a little dramatic. Like, these are your children. And I was like, we're not having this fight right no. now about the hypothetical breastfeeding that I'll be doing. <laughs> no, sir. Right. Save that fight so for three years. And... Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, can he hold? If 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 a if a if a dad holds the baby, will the baby like bite on his nipple? Why are you yes. asking me? I have no babies. I don't, I don't know. know. No, that will happen. That will happen. Yeah, like hold hold a young baby. They will turn their head towards your chest. It's just boob- it's an your, it's an instinct. Do we know if that's how a Swalu is getting fed? He's, <laughs> oh. he's being breastfed. <laughs> 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 I would actually Mommy. not be part of the problem. He needs to be weaned off. <laughs> I would not be surprised by that. Actually, no. It's it's how he takes his coffee. <laughs> baby oh needs God. milk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> last call anybody have anything more no we're done okay uh one last couple in the episode uh tanya and sinjin and this was a short oh, update God. i can't i do you need to use your button Kristen? i can't do it your, anymore do you your button do it only todd and i have I used can't. our buttons so far i know the rage man I can't do this anymore. I I cannot do this anymore. They're so boring. I don't understand what happened. We hated Tanya last season. She was awful. We wanted to, to kick her ass. We wanted to all fly to wherever the hell they are, that shed with purple. <laughs> what what was happening in the shed? <laughs> Bitch, you put up sheetrock. You don't even know how to do the tape and float shit. Yeah. What are you doing? You're waiting for your man to come in and do tape and float and paint I and know. texturize that wall. This poor man with his long hair. 
his drinking Beautiful. problem. Of course, he, he has gorgeous hair. Yes. He Beautiful. seems like a lot of fun. He seems like so much fun. Tanya, you've driven him to have a drinking problem. What else is he <laughs> so... supposed to do? He's bored. He's bored as shit. Is he watching his own footage? He's bored as shit. And he's drinking to just escape. And you know what? I would love to escape from, from that reality as well. And on top of all of that, she calls him not her soulmate. Oh, oh my yes. God. That is, there's no coming back nope. from that. There is absolutely, there's nothing you can do except inv- like invent a time machine. Yep. Go back. Yep. Do that over. But you've still got the other timeline where that has happened. And like, are you going to run into them at some <laughs> point? I don't know. That's Back to the Future 4. It's in the works. And it's going to be a horrible film that nobody wants to watch. I like Back to the Future 2 and 3. Yes. Oh, totally. No, actually, uh, Robert Zemeckis, right? He owns the rights to Back to the Future. And he will never, ever give up the rights to reboot. He said it. Yeah, it's fine as is. Yeah. So sorry, Tanya and Sinjin, you're not going to be in Back to the Future 4. Yeah, get over it. Give it up. (laughs) Back to the Future 3 is a little problematic. Kristen and I watch the Back to the Future movies pretty regularly. Mm. And 3 has some moments that are, let's see. There's a guy at the bar in the saloon. He's that actor who like, he kind of talks like this. He's in a lot of stuff. He was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit as the little bullet guy. Oh, he was. <gasps> yeah. yeah, he was one of the bullets. He was one of the country little little bullets in Back to the Future. So or at one Roger point, Rabbit he says three. something. Roger. So Marty McFly walks in in the crazy outfit, and his name is Clint Eastwood, right? He's got sure. the pink cowboy outfit on. And the guy said, I, I think he says something like, it looks like you got that off a dead Chinese. <laughs> And that's the start of the movie. Oh. And it kind of goes downhill from there. There's a lot of talk about Native Americans, American Indian. Like, it's just, it's a little problematic. That's a problematic film. But Back to the Future 2 predicted our current world. Yes. Biff was modeled after Trump. Oh. Yes. Yeah. It's like if oh. Donald Trump became president, that's yes. how Biff would be president. Yes. That's a good point. I didn't see that. Everything about it. Yeah. it Back to the Future 2 deserves to be studied in the modern era. Huh. I just I just don't know like cuz 2 and 3 were made at the exact same time so like so many of the callbacks so in 3 superior. were put into 2. Like so many of the things that happened in 3 were set up in 2. It just seems crazy yeah. you don't like the third one. Well, like 2 is is the is the brilliant movie because brilliant. It, it it takes place in three different timelines and they all yeah. have to like They're intersect all happening at, the same at once. Moment. And then three was like, let's do a Western and like, it'll be kind of fun. And like, oh, it's all right. But two is the masterpiece. I don't like the third because I don't like old stuff. <laughs> don't like hot weather. Don't like sand. Don't like things <laughs> taking place outside. And I don't like horses. So all for all those reasons, I am not a fan of the for third reasons, movie. Makes sense. You're crazy. Bonus episodes. <laughs> Too many horses. And trains. Don't get me started on trains. I love trains. Absolutely not. Back to the Future's two and three are better than Back to the Future Part One. Back to the Future Part One was okay. There's no trains. I loved it. Oh my God. We have been derailed. So Sinjin, I I gotta say, guys, I think Sinjin's looking for an out. I hope if his brother has a health problem, I hope his brother's okay. It's just his brother was like, I have a clot in my brain. 
and I'm his lung. whatever and I'm I'm FaceTiming you from my room in my house. Okay, Sinjin. Like Sinjin, do what I did to my women's adult women's soccer team. Just ghost them. Just say you hurt your ankle really bad <laughs> and kicking the ball is hurting your ankle and making it worse and that you can't be there ever again and your doctor has told you you can't return, you can't even go to watch and you're going to need to just like take some time to it rest hurt. and then don't you, ever talk to her eyes. again. That's it. You wait, ghosted wait, an so entire Christian, they, soccer team. They said team. you couldn't watch? You said you weren't allowed to watch the soccer game. Okay, I, pl- I signed up for this. <laughs> this adult women's soccer league it sounded like fun but when i went to play they were all way more serious about <laughs> adult women's soccer than i was and i was like oh shit they're like actually give a shit this is we're all 30 years old and we're playing soccer you guys really care if we're actually doing a good job they were like yelling at me they were yelling at me for not passing enough and then oh, i man. by the end of the game i had kicked the ball you know, as many as five or six times, and my f- ankle hurt. <laughs> my ankle really hurts, and I decided to run with that story and say that I had broken my ankle and that I couldn't return for the rest of the I season. I love it. I love that. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying he should ghost Tanya or his family? Tanya. It just it just seems like I mean, I'm who am I to say that this is bullshit? So. Whatever the fuck, I, I, it just seems like, wh- however it's happened, this is a pretense for them to separate, which will eventually. Well, no, lead to he invites Tanya, so I think they're both going. Yeah. Oh, she's coming. I think so. Oh, yeah, how? He like, her. it's gonna be rough. How's he gonna like? She can't. He'll carry her. She's everywhere. gonna roll there. Okay, what happened with her accident? Is this like? Did anybody watch the show McMillions about the McDonald's? Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, they got in the the uh, the car accident and it killed the guy. I mean, is this like the, you think that maybe that was a hit against the guy? Do we know what happened with her car accident? Was it a hit? Oh, oh from a ninety day fan. I'm just gonna introduce that Dang. from the from the Sinjin fan Sinjin. club. Oh, can we? I'm sure, can there's we a Sinjin like, fan club out there. Maybe it was the Karini. Yeah. What, what's like a birther level conspiracy that we can start about 90 day fiance and stuff like that Ooh. like like a like a 9-11 Columbo, was an inside Jerry job Columbo. level Columbo. That was Columbo Mrs. Columbo and Jerry Columbo were in the car with their baby and they got into the car I do like Mrs. Columbo, Columbo like some of her scenes she was like super dressed up and whatever and then the other ones were rough so like let's... smoking cigarettes like no makeup her hair's crazy and it's like does she know that this let's... is gonna be in the documentary let's start with the Columbos and work from there I feel like the closest people to the Columbos are Elizabeth's family because no one exactly I, say, I said it yeah, I maybe that's what like it is in my head yes that... so on this 90 day fiance podcast we have covered Blade Runner <laughs> Back to the Future, <laughs> McMillions. Underrated. Am I missing anything? <laughs> I think this is what happened. This mob. is the first time we're only covering a single episode. And it's I the longest we- episode yet. God, this is the worst. We, we cannot suck, stay focused. Guys, did you have a good time? I had a great yeah. time. Yeah. Hey, this whole Back to the Future thing. Let's revisit that in the next episode. <laughs> I would love to. I That's going to be a bonus episode. 
Back to the Future recap. <laughs> I actually love Back to the Future. So um, good. All right. That was a really good time. Um, everybody say goodbye. Paula, say goodbye. Bye. Keisha, say goodbye. Adios. Kristen, say goodbye. See ya. Todd, say goodbye. Goodbye. Does anybody have any final thoughts post goodbye? I still want to see what that Walmart looks like in Brazil. Bro, for real. Thank <laughs> mm-hmm. you.